Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Art with Chris Things. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to what is, I believe, officially our first ever episode of Wrestling Art with Chris Things. Uh, now, this is our part of our Match of the Week uh, special series where we'll be delving into looking at uh, the uh, match that I have watched this week that I deem my favourite and made an art of, and I'll have a rotating uh, lineup of, of guests to chat about that. But between you and me, I am very excited about this first guest. Uh, for any of y'all that uh, may have uh, followed me back in the day, uh, with our grown men watch this shit podcast, you'll be very stoked to know that the former co-host of this show is on the line. The the great man uh, that is James Vanderbeek uh, or just uh, Jeremy. Uh, welcome to the show, my dude. Hello, sir. Actually, you know what? Until recently, I almost would have to be addressed as your Uncle Beak because I lost my Twitter account up until two day, two or three days ago. Yeah, man. I, I saw this. It's wild. I am back. I am James Vanderbeek once again. <laughs> I mean, I always <laughs> like the Uncle Beak as well. So it's it a works. lovely it's, little. It's charming. It's charming. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, I was gonna gonna mention that. Congratulations on, on getting the old handle back. Yeah, man. Uh, somebody hit me up that morning, and I had asked multiple times to get it back, and they basically said, "Nah, ain't happening." Uh, because when I was in Vegas, I got drunk hanging out with some friends, and we decided to take a picture of us all wearing MJF scarfs. Mm-hmm. We look very dapper. And somebody goes, "Look at these virgins," and I replied, "I was drunk, joking." <laughs> they go, "I will kill you!" Like you know, clearly, <laughs> clearly, I was joking. Because if you hear the tone of me saying, "I will kill you," like. <laughs> That's what I meant, but to them it reads as "I will kill you." So a couple of days later, I woke up to find out my Twitter account was gone. Oh, yeah, man. I just uh, drunk and said, Hey, Heather. Yeah, I shouldn't have done it. I, I know better now. <laughs> but somebody hit me up the other day. They said uh, they are like for some reason somebody got fired, so they're approving some suspension uh, uh, restore requests and so i sent one in not thinking it would happen at all and i, I luckily got it so yeah. oh. i'm back i'm glad to be back with you sir it's been fucking too long buddy it has it's been forever i was like honestly yeah. mostly looking forward to this one just to, to get to catch up and, uh, and chop the shit man when you coming back to the states because i got like four or five shirts at least four three or four <laughs> shirts that i gotta give you <laughs> oh man i'll i'll be so stoked because all of these will be like such a surprise from all of our bootleg wrestling shirt i wouldn't even remember us ordering these oh man yeah there there's some good ones there's an awesome mike awesome one there's a cool all over print Minoru suzuki one that's in there so and they're older shirts so and they're gonna be in pristine condition you're like getting some grail stuff oh <laughs> sick it's like it's like getting in on a one of those rare reprints that uh, some of these dudes from do from time to time 100 percent. oh man yeah i'll uh, i'll see how i go i'm um 
I'm, I'm potentially uh, looking at um, seeing if I could line up some some stuff to, to make the trip kind of like worthwhile from like a art Do a sailing or perspective. Something? Yeah, maybe see if I can get like a merch table. Maybe see if, if I can line up a bar show or something. If you need someone to assist you working that merch booth, I'll be more than happy to assist you. Oh, that would be tremendous, sir. Maybe I can, uh, I don't know what the, the deal is of uh, getting a merch table at, uh, at Bowler. That, that might be a little bit more loftier goal, but we'll see what we could do. That'd be tremendous. I, actually, I wanted to say, I, I took a peek at the calendar. The stuff that I saw, as always, tremendous, but you've gone all out on this stuff, like super in detail, super layered, and yeah, tremendous stuff, buddy. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean that—that's probably the biggest uh, what what I've been doing thing. I uh, migrated over to where I'm now doing the arts and illustration stuff as my full time gig. Um, so you've probably seen a bit bit more of a output of that kind of stuff of late as a result there. But uh, yeah, it's 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 fun. Uh, it's obviously honestly a terrifying world too, um, in terms of like you know living and dying, commission to commission, and like sales and shit. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's it's been fun. So I guess this this podcast is sort of like an extension of that. Um, I'm obviously spending a lot more time with the wrestling art stuff, um, and uh, I honestly like what the way I work. I work from home, so I'm kind of like isolated. And I'm just, like, begging to, like, fucking talk to people. And especially, <laughs> you know, about, like, this this wrestling art stuff. So I was like, fuck, why don't I just, like, start up a, a podcast where that's what I get to talk to people. And then I, I also don't get to be such a lonely fuck anymore, you know? Dude, the only things I do is I work from home, I hang out at home, and then I go and call wrestling for SOS, which is seven minutes away from my house so i don't have to go very far for that nice. and then the other thing i go and do is uh, i do timekeeping i ring the bell for defy so literally the only time i leave the house is to go watch wrestling so i'm not really conversing with anybody i'm just watching the show and talking to the sh- people who are watching the show so i get you man yeah i need some interaction as well so i appreciate you inviting me on the damn show yeah for sure dude like i said this will be a um a, a rotating gaggle of uh, of different people whoever i can uh, rope in to to talk about the the match of the week so far Ooh, let's, cousin let's ben? definitely do will it cousin more ben often. Be joining you oh i think for sure i think maybe the next the next noah uh match that works its way into the the match of the week pick that'd be good we could even get, get the whole team back together sometime. You could get John Kraft on here? Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, shoot. He's doing well. That guy has cleaned up his act considerably. Much respect. Yes. Not something I could do myself. I I mean, I, but mad respect to him. Fucking A. Absolutely. And I'm, uh, I'm super jealous of him. Uh, he's living in Chicago now. So getting to... Um, to go to a whole bunch of rad shows between, like, freelance and uh, the... I think there was a big that Impact Bound for Glory show he was there for with the sick Bailey versus Osprey match. Dude's oh, living man. the dream. Lucky guy. Yeah. But um yeah, what what else is good new with you, man? Doing the bell ringing for Defy, that's pretty sick. Oh yeah, literally uh when they came back from uh covid i'm like hey matt because i used to get in there for free just because i was buddies with uh farmer mm. and they're like hey man things hit us hard i don't think we can get you in the show for free anymore i go hey can i uh 
give you my services as timekeeper? I'll ring this damn bell. And he said, sure. So now I just get to watch the show from the best seat. And I have to be super attentive. So I'm not on my phone. It actually is good for me, my ADHD ass. I actually watch the entire match. And sometimes I have to be like, oh, man, I got to ring the bell now because the referee's distracted. He hasn't been able to call the bell. Sometimes I get to make my own decisions. And then also, Chris, hmm. if I really want to get crazy, I can end any match at any time if I wanted to. So. You have that power. power. People people power often forget the fucking power that the, the timekeeper bell, <laughs> bell ringer has. Jim Perry, the guy who runs Defy besides hmm. Farmer, he's like, you're the greatest timekeeper in the Pacific Northwest. He's like, I get people up here just to randomly do it, and they don't know how to do it consistently. He's kind of half bullshitting, but also being serious. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I am the master of time and space. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Given the proper respect to the to the timekeeper, it's honestly it is not an easy gig. Honestly, like that's why uh, GCW switched over to using just a fucking sound effect. <laughs> Boo! I hate that so much, dude. When we used to have the uh, the wrestling promotion over here in Australia that we used to um, I used to work for back in the day. Um, we had some times when, like, the fucking bell would just go missing or something, um, mm-hmm. and you'd have to do... I think we had to use the sound effect thing for the longest time. Hate it so much. It's just there's something about it's, like, not authentic wrestling if you don't have a real bell. I mean, or at the very right. least, do it like Memphis Star, where you're just clanging something against the corner post, you know? There's options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly, sometimes there's been a couple times where somebody who is on the show will come up and talk to me. It's happened twice. Well, I need to ring the bell there. Oh, hang on, hang on. You're dropping out there a little bit. Uh, we got you back. Oh, no. Oh, no, we've lost Jeremy. Here, Chris. Oh, yes. Hi, Chris. Tremendous. I think I I know what happened here. I have a screen timeout on my thing, so I just need to touch this screen periodically. But as I was saying, every once in a while, a wrestler will come up or somebody who's a wrestler that's not on the show, they'll start chatting me up while I'm trying to damn time keep. And so I'm like, <laughs> man, I got to ring this damn bell. Referee yells at me. And then one time um, I jumped the gun. I ring the bell before the referee called for me to do so but it was great it was on a show where we were speaking live over the pa so it got to be like a fun little interaction with me and the referee where i could oh (laughs) sorry sir i respect your authority apologize for jumping the gun (laughs) and he got to like flex on me so it actually worked out for the best tremendous and i always love the bit with the timekeeper of like when it, it looks like it's going to be a really close, you know, is this the, the finish? And, and you get to sort of tease it by, like, standing up and doing, like, the big exaggerated, like, you're right there ready to, to ring the bell oh, yeah. kind of deal. I definitely oversell all that shit, for sure, for sure. <laughs> so good. Or, like, I'll stand up and, like, make sure, like, eye contact. Two? You said two, referee? Okay, cool. It's only two. Whew. Very close. <laughs> You've got the, the ball of sweat dripping down your brow. <laughs> and then uh oh man there was a time where the actual hammer uh the tip of the hammer when i was ringing the bell i hit it once and it flew off <laughs> so it went ding bang, whoa there goes the fucking hammer tip <laughs> flies into the crowd knocks someone out oh thank goodness <laughs> i love that <laughs> oh man so you uh i've seen you still doing the um the 
what what would you call them the the meme uh thingies yeah i suppose yeah not i do it still frequently but you know not nearly as for some reason twitter is like i don't even want to like to my own home but like twitter interactions have then gone down considerably since elon has taken over that thing so either i really suck and my contact has become horrible or yeah shit is fucked so eh, i'm still having fun and the people who enjoy it are still enjoying it um not doing as much t-shirt design as much but i'm not really putting myself out there mm-hmm. nearly but i've done like more gear design recently oh cool fun. tell me about that yeah, I've done a half- uh, I've done a couple for uh, this wrestler named Cody Chun, and then also for his tag team partner, and then I did this other wrestler named Rashad uh, Tyson. He's hilarious. He's awesome. This guy up here in the Pacific Northwest, and mm. he had me do a couple pairs of gear. Oh, sick! That's rad. Yeah. Is that sort of like have, is, have you done much of that before, or is this a bit of a new world you're getting into? Uh, I've only done it once or twice before on a more lower scale, just doing like a logo that was going to go on gear. This was full on design, like having a layout and the mock-up of what the gear would look like on a person. So, yeah. Right. Because gear design has changed so much, I feel like, in the last like five years where everything's gotten a lot more elaborate than what it used to be. I remember when it used to be quite the standards, like you would have your logo or whatever on the back of the trunks or on like the fucking pleather shorts or whatever maybe have your initials on the on the front and some stripes or some sort of basic vector graphic and that'd be like yeah that's that's cool looking professional gear you're set you're set but now (laughs) fuck no yeah it's like doing um for me personally it feels like when you you when you used to make a creator wrestler and you had to create gear instead of mm-hmm. just making the mock up, it's essentially doing that. But this stuff is actually being printed and put on a human being. That is pretty sick. So you're like, do you yeah. get a little? Have you got to see it um, in person yet? I've seen t- not in person. I've seen them perform either through still footage or uh, through video in it. I just finished another set for the the tag team C four where it's. Wolverine and Cyclops, so it's X-Men themed gear. Mm-hmm. I can't wait till they're done with that one. It should look really cool. Oh, right. That sounds awesome, man. Yeah. Stoked. Please keep me posted on all of the, the wrestling gear that you do. Hell yeah, we'll do. What's funny about it is like you do it and then you have to wait because it takes forever to make gear. Yeah. And then they they may not remember to tag you. So it's like I may not even be aware that they wrestled in it until I see video. I'm like, oh shit, I designed that. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. I mean, it's um. Did you have much to do with how you set up the artwork for who's going to be printing it? Like, are you in touch with with them for like what what their capabilities are, or how they like the file set up, or anything like that, or is it just PNGs? Not just kind of dry the mock, do the mock up. Luckily enough, one of the guys who does do the gear, I he's a wrestler too, so I am kind of close to him and bullshit with him. So if he does need anything that I need to clarify, he can just reach out real easy. But you know, typically they just, I just make the mock-up and they run with it. They see it. They say, yeah, that's cool. No, Hey designer, make this shit happen. Rad. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's, how about we, we jump into our match of the week. Um, Is that when you have a big, sound effect come in here awesome do match of the week yeah i'd like to have some sort of thing where it like does like the dj radio dj thing of like match of the week something yeah 
Yeah. I think they call the stingers in the rest or in the radio business. A stinger. Ooh, a stinger is not a good thing in the wrestling world. Uh, well, there is one good stinger in the wrestling world, and his name is Steve Borden. Big fan. Big fan of the stinger. <laughs> Regardless if he surfed or not, I still like him. <laughs> Sting did not even surf. Not a one time. Not a one time. (laughs) Hey, maybe I always thought he's kind of like the the wrestling version of the Beach Boys. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, they never actually... There is an awesome, like, he he did shoot a, a commercial where he is on a surfboard, but Ooh. it's, like, not even at all in the water. He's just, like, standing on a soundstage. So, like, when I make fun of Steve for not surfing, I'm like, look, he even tries to pretend he's not <laughs> a real surfer. Hey, I guess wasn't he, like, on or around the beach during those, like, really amazing campy pre-tapes that WCW did in the early 90s to, like, build up those pay-per-views where they're, like, firing cannons from a boat or some wild shit. Sure, we could call him Beachcomber Sting. <laughs> Maybe he's like Ken, you know? He, he, like, doesn't actually surf, but his job is beach, you know? <laughs> That'll work. I guess I've given him too much flack. I apologize, Sting. <laughs> hey, dude's got a retirement coming up. We've got to show some respect. Oh, man. I, before we move on, what do you think of them, like, just... Uh, basically giving Ric Flair as a gift to Sting. That's so funny. <laughs> like, hey, I... I got you a gift. It's a human being, by the way. It's Ric Flair. I love it. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched it. I, um, I haven't been keeping up with the product all that much, but uh, I uh, obviously a big uh, Flair and Sting fan from uh, from back in the day. So fuck it, why not? He, he can. Yeah, it's rather it's a gift. He can either give someone the final countdown as an entrance, or he can bring back an entire ass human being. Why not? <laughs> Way to go, Tony. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, match of the week. First ever match of the week for the, the podcast. Uh, officially match of the week number five for the overall series, but we won't talk about too much about that. It gets a bit too confusing. But the one that we've got here this week, we're celebrating the finals of the first ever All Japan Open Tag League, the prestigious tournament that would go on to become the real world tag league. Uh, New Japan then, then started the tag league as a result. It all all got going off of this uh, tournament, and I, I guess this final was, was that uh you know, famous and significant within the history of Japanese professional wrestling, that it created a, a massive tradition that still continues um, to today in, in various promotions in Japan. Uh, so the the finals uh, of this one were the Funk Brothers, uh, Terry and, and Dory Jr., facing the uh, the, the oh, I it was evil. Flash. Sorry, I thought it was going to be. Terry and his brother Flash, but <laughs> oh, we got Hoss Punk <laughs> <laughs> um, against the team of the Sheik and Abdullah the Butcher uh, from December fifteenth, nineteen seventy-seven, uh, from the old Kurume uh, Kokuki Khan Sumo Hall in Tokyo. I just want to start out by saying I adored every fucking moment of this match. It was tremendous. Uh, the video you actually sent me was pretty extensive in showing basically the history of what led up to the finals, which I enjoyed quite a bit. It showed like really how much 
love they were giving to this tournament with everybody in ring together at first, like flowers being presented. It was, yeah, it was really, really cool. Uh, and then we, then we got to the match. I, I, I did I want to make mention... mention of the uh, in that that lead up bit because I, I watched that uh, mm-hmm. same video as you. I, I watched a couple of the matches like in in full myself um, in the lead oh, up nice. to this one. Uh, one of the earlier matches was actually one of my earlier matches of the week. My my second match of the week, art um, the one with the the funks against. Um, Horst Hoffman and, and Billy Robinson, which is just a fucking tremendous match. I definitely recommend everyone check that one out. Um, but then also the the uh, Barber and Jumbo Saruda against um, the Funks as well, which was uh, really, really good too. But a lot of draws in the, the lead-up to this. Or, or, or both of those, I think, were both 45-minute time limit draws. Too many big stars to have anybody go over, unfortunately. And, I mean, that was sort of part and parcel of Japanese wrestling at the time. It was quite rare that you'd get, like, a decisive finish when you're talking about big names. A lot of of draws, a lot of dirty finishes on the outside. Um, That's sort of just the the time and place. Same thing with a lot of territorial American wrestling at at that time, too. Kind of book themselves into a corner where they have to either hurt somebody in in a way or fuck the fans in a degree as long as it's a good match usually the fans aren't too upset about it yeah and it seemed from watching these because it was so part and parcel of the time that everyone just kind of accepted it and were just like oh yeah that's that's great we got to see a red match (laughs) exactly uh watching that whole lead-up video i did i haven't seen much baba but he looks so young and you actually i didn't realize how damn quick he was oh hitting that drop was in his prime Oh, yeah, exactly. Or his big boots, dude. He oh, runs so in there and just levels them with the big boot. I also love his, like, I'm not sure if it showed it in the um, in the, the video, but his, like, running uh, sort of, like, lion thing where it's almost like he's doing a running, like, pushing the dude down like a choke slam, and then he kind of, like, takes a back bump with it. So sick. Crazy. I, yeah, unbelievable. I, it's like, holy shit, that dude can move because I'm so used to... Just the footage of old Baba just kind of being walked out like, hey, there's giant Baba being awesome because he's old and a legend. Not yeah, like 90s ass. Baba. 100%. Yeah, but I mean, the other cool part about this uh, lead up thing was that big uh, brawl that we got to see, that wild, bloody brawl between, um, I guess it was kind of the precursor to this match we're talking about and why it started out so heated uh, between the, the Funks and I, I think. Uh, maybe Baba and Jumbo, but also for sure um, uh, Sheik and, and Abby uh, all getting into it. And I think it was it Terry who was, or someone was up like sideways over the ropes, like being oh, yeah, strangled. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this shit is intense. I swear I saw, uh, it was either Liger. It might've been a young Liger in the opening package as one of the young boys or maybe, Maybe it was Muda. I definitely, but I definitely saw Tenru in later at the end yeah. of this match as a young boy. It's, isn't it wild to think about like these just some of the most famous wrestlers ever, and you're seeing them back in their young boy days? Like a lot of it was Especially just this Tenru. era. Like he's like a, when you think of him now, he's the old angry Tenru guy. You know, I, I feel <laughs> like that man was in his his angry fifties. For about thirty <laughs> years of his career, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm like, well, that guy was young at one point. That's insane. Yeah, yeah, wow. But yeah, as you were saying, yeah, this 
match opened up so heated that Terry just runs over there and starts wailing on Sheik, and Sheik immediately starts gigging. Did you see? Yeah, He's yeah, like, yeah. He's like just stabbing the shit out of his forehead immediately. <laughs> Fuck. I was like, oh, man, I had a feeling this one was going to be bloody because it's that's kind of your gimmick. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, he's he's ready to bleed buckets already. <laughs> oh, man, we, we did not have a shortage of that. I just love that absolute chaos from the start. Sheik mm-hmm. is just like you're saying, bleeding fucking immediately. Uh, when Terry and they, they started attacking him straight away, fucking choking the motherfucker with his with his headdress. Yeah, the the fist that he, the let up that you know he was basically trying to sell that Terry Funk was literally beating the shit out of him early in the match, but Terry would literally just rapid fire rabid punches on his fucking head. It was awesome, so good. And then even better than the preceding like wild beatdown, Sheik escapes and then he just like wanders like aimlessly into the stands mm-hmm. like some sort of Frankenstein's monster. Fans fleeing left or right. He's just bleeding all. All over the place. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I also, I, I like the referee in this match because a lot of referees do, don't get physically involved. He mm-hmm. doesn't try to s- actually separate them. They're like, hey guys, knock it off. You just need to break it up. This guy is full on grabbing Sheik by the waist or grabbing Terry by the waist and trying to pull him away. Oh yeah. Who is this referee? Do you know by chance? I do, I do. This referee is the the great man that is Joe Higuchi. Um so mm. he was also the kind of like um Gaijin liaison um at the time for a lot of the American talent. Um and then he would also go on to be the dude in like back in the day of that classic era of pro wrestling Noah. Um he was the, the old dude that would read the, the sacred um scroll. Uh, the championship scrolls like before the the title bouts that sounds awesome so good but yeah he was a sick referee and he's so great in this i just love like there is some wild shit in this match and he is trying to restore order but he is allowing a lot um you know so that so that we don't it doesn't have to be thrown out like <laughs> so Especially, great. Like, this is the, he's like, this is the finals. I got We have to have some sort of outcome here. <laughs> Do our best. <laughs> so fantastic. Uh, the the next thing that like really stood out to me as being fantastic after that that opening bit with Sheik um, is uh, when um, Abby kind of like gets gets in control a little bit. It's just a series of some of the coolest elbow drops. I've I've ever seen just like I fucking Abdul the Butcher is so underrated dude be, be, that is 100% true and before that just to show how what a monster Terry was like beating the shit out of Abby as he was laying down like stomping on him dropping elbows Abby was essentially no selling it just kind of like shaking his head like ugh, ugh. and then he gets up and yeah you, as you as you said just unleashes <laughs> So good. Then there was we actually have... a good part coming up. Uh, I'm sorry to jump the gun. No, no. There was a, a when fucking Dory is like over in the corner and gets this shot to the throat. I don't know if that's where the fork initially comes in. Mm-hmm. He goes reeling backwards. Like I didn't know Dory bumped so hard and sell like a motherfucker. That oh. was fucking tremendous. Dory was so good in this. Um like so much fire and a lot of people kind of like see Dory Funk Jr. as like like obviously Boring. one of the, the greatest <laughs> I was gonna go the other way. But similar no, I just say like on look wise, like from the outside looking in without actually 
taking into effect what do you the ring work? Just mm. looking at the guy, like, oh, he kind of looks like a boring dude, but no. Like his his deal Fucking is he's a. like a soft spoken, just uh, amazing, you know, technician. Um, you know, more about the actual wrestling than whereas Terry was always the wild man of the the brothers, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in this we definitely see another side of of Dory Junior, which I I fucking loved. But um, my uh, other bit I wanted to to make mention of is when Terry gets gets back on Abby and just starts headbutting the fucking shit out of him. Um, and then Abby starts bleeding, followed by Abby making a fantastic comeback, breaking out some of the sickest kung fu. Oh, I love those moves. I, wa- I was looking at it like, I gotta watch that back because I want to do that at some point. Yeah. <laughs> Just a sweet pose. <laughs> yeah, fucking me. Dude, if I was still wrestling, that I'd be doing nothing but like fucking dumb kung fu spots like that. I loved it so yeah. much. Do that and then just do a fucking upward thrust to the throat. Yeah, you're fucking killing it, killing it. Uh, Was that when Terry was also, uh, Sheik was bleeding like crazy and Terry's just like biting on his forehead. Yeah, love it. Just chewing on the man. It's such just a great staple. Uh, when I did my um my, my write up for the match, one of the the things that I said about this match having it all like fucking kung fu, ridiculous use of oh, cutlery, like cannibalism, and stuff. vampirism. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, when actually when Terry was biting him, it was after he tagged out. That's what my favorite part was. He tagged Dory in <laughs> and like. Before I get out of here, I'm just going to start biting this man on the forehead. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad you asked me to watch this match because I was very amused the entire time. And I think a lot of people would be too. That's why I thought it was like a good one for my match of the week because I obviously enjoyed the shit out of it. But I think a lot of people have a certain sort of like thing that they think about when they hear about 70s wrestling. Um, and like compared to that that match with the funks against like horse hoffman and um billy robinson that was just like a clinic of like the best you know submission wrestling and like 70s like just a technical fucking clinic that you would ever ever see um but but a lot you know slower and and about slow builds and escalation that kind of stuff whereas this just the complete fucking opposite like just go 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 like so much like crazy level of, of chaos and violence and just like i said it was it's a fucking um a slasher movie in wrestling form 100 percent. but as a, speaking of slasher the re- the director whoever was producing the shots was able to get some really cool effective shots like there was that one where abby is on the uh, apron and dory's in the ring just daring him to come in mm. and he's got abby's got that look on his face while it's bleeding on his forehead just gushing blood he's like i'm not sure if i want to go fuck with this crazy old man from amarillo texas <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely hey, give me one second, right. Chris. i need to go my dog has come in the room and he's running around in circles and it's Aww. gonna be picked up on the microphone so give me a second okay no stress no stress in, in this uh moment i'll um speak of uh exactly what jeremy just said about the the um I guess the the video editing the the cinematography um, element of the match and and this whole era of 
all Japan is just visually so beautiful to watch because they're, I don't know what it is about, maybe longer shots, um, but yeah, really zooming in and capturing the emotion right at the perfect moment. Um, in, in like I a current know. current day age of, uh, of wrestling, um, you know, shot like such quick like, um, going from from this shot to that shot to that shot, that fucking like, like seven Kevin Dunn cuts. thing. It, yes. Whereas this just like it has so much more of like a room to breathe, and it's just so much more effective. It's just a treat to watch when like the 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 fucking current state of uh, of what wrestling video editing has become. Yeah, the look on Abby's face is like, oh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> that needs to be on a shirt. Concerned Abby. <laughs> oh, man, this dude has just so many, the, some of the best facial expressions and visuals you'll ever see in your life. But, I mean, chic too, like just this like far out madman kind of like look, and like especially when they're covered in blood, like it's so sick. And then that made it like so much more difficult. Um, one of the big things with these matches of the week so I have to pick, you know, the moment that I feel captures the, the vibe of the match the most. And that was fucking ah, challenging yes, in yes. this because there was so many good ones. You're very, that's very, very true. Like there is a, when, if you, this wouldn't be a very bloody one, but a great shot would be Sheik when he's just on the uh, apron waiting to get tagged in. But you can see he has the fork in his hand, but mm. like to the side where he's kind of like, like this whole time during this match, it looks like they're trying to kind of hold the fork in a way where the referee can't see it, but also at the same time they're blatantly stabbing a man <laughs> with the fork. You yeah. know what I mean? It's 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 right in the middle there. Uh, but yeah, when he's just sitting there on the apron, like waiting to come in with this fork, he looks so deep. He's like, "I'm gonna fork this shit out of these fucking guys." <laughs> For sure, it was such a great job of like you know that fucking fork is is coming, but you don't know when. And then they and the referee, he, like he kept positioning himself in such a way where it gave believability that maybe he's not seeing the fork. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I thought Joe was just so great in this, but yeah, that moment when they like because I was waiting for it as well because that was the one thing I'd you know known about this match. It's obviously quite famous for. Terry getting his arm fucking stabbed to shit and like bleeding a whole bunch. And that was sort of like what uh, one of the stories you hear about what really got the funks like properly, like over having that connection with the, the Japanese fans and Terry, especially. Um, so I knew that the, the, you know, stabbing the arm bit was coming, but I didn't know when, and then it just finally comes. They both just fucking wrangle Terry on the ropes and just are, like, working it away, stabbing the shit out of his arm. Not even tagging at all, but <laughs> uh, but at the same time, going out of the ring, like, making it look like they tagged. And the referee the whole time keeps walking up and like, hey, you, the other guy with the fork, get out of here for a little <laughs> bit. The one nasty part is when they had the fork and they weren't necessarily stabbing into it they were going up with it into the flesh of the arm hmm. and that was fucking nasty man <laughs> yeah so, i mean you think about i assume this was because this era like the tv ratings for these matches was just like insane in japan like just record level kind of stuff um i i really wonder about given the, the fucking level of like violence of this like <laughs> 
was how did this air on TV in Japan? I remember hearing about um the that's insane. The Freddie Blassie match was uh, with Ricky Dozan, where because he had like the I think the pencil or his his sharpened teeth actually, and he would like bite Ricky, and he was like bleeding, and he had this whole like vampire kind of thing. And I remember hearing the stories of like a bunch of old people watching the telecast actually died out of shock. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you! That's the real thing that happened. I've heard of like stuff like that where people have died from shock or seeing something insane, but wow, professional wrestling leading to that's that's pretty intense. Yeah, so I wonder if a bunch of fuckers died watching this as well, perhaps. I don't know. Because <laughs> they honestly, they were just forking the hell out of Terry for a, a long time with legit just like alternating. Yeah, I'll fork you up. I'll fork you up. Here you come. Yeah, well, it's fucking insane. It was and so legitimately, great just how like devious me, and evil they were. Were was the fork allowed? No, because <laughs> <laughs> honestly, the whole time it was out. Like I said, the referee it looked like he was kind of staying out where he couldn't see him, but it was out so much. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, this was the the whole idea of like. Um, you know, this is the finals of the first ever open league championship tournament. So there's a high, you know, degree of referee's discretion, I guess, that, okay, that Higuchi's okay. allowing. So Huge normally amount. I feel like he would have thrown this out very early on, but that was probably a perceived kind of like, oh, we don't want to disappoint the fans because if the he was... Greco-Roman fork? If he was sticking to the rules, this fucking thing would have been... There would have been a disqualification about two minutes into the match. Hundred percent. They didn't let it start, <laughs> but he he let it go for a, a good while, and I think I think that was the right choice. Hundred percent. And then uh, the pop when Dory finally got the fork, the fork goes flying oh in the air, gosh. and he gets a hold that of it. Spot was fucking. The incredible. crowd goes crazy. Yeah, I mean, even before that, just the lead up to that, and I think what made it and made the whole match was like Terry selling, like of mm-hmm. this fucking fork, and just like I that to me is like the peak. Of like when when people talk about like the art of of selling in a in a wrestling match and like getting sympathy, this is Especially like with the hardcore best I've ever stuff, seen. Like... Yeah, mm. I mean we see so much these days like hardcore deathmatch stuff that's more like you know slasher. Let's do as much like you know deathmatch crazy spots as possible and sell it as little as possible. But yeah. this was just like yeah the complete opposite. Like really making it mean something and like really just getting the most out of it so yeah by the time and then dory terry has that whole bit where he's like on the outside and he's just like lying on the ground and dory's like over there to like you know try to help him and he's really concerned for his brother and then he has to like get in the ring because they're gonna like count him out they're gonna lose the match and then yeah obviously dory then is is taking the heat and you're just like, fuck, is, is Terry just, like, bleeding to death on the outside? Is that? Oh, that's what, yeah, when all the young boys are trying to take care of him. That, yeah. that part was great. Yeah, they're teeing off on Terry, or on uh, Dory, and without realizing, yes, this man, Terry Funk, is alive. <laughs> he comes oh. in very slowly. He stalks in very slowly to fucking finally land that punch. It was fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah, I'm sorry for all the f words. I'm very excited about this match. No, 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 please. I uh, as am I. I no, no problem at all. I mean, but that moment when Terry finally nails that punch mm-hmm. with his other <laughs> arm, fork fucking goes flying up in the air. Enormous pop. Terry gets out of it and is now just like fucking dying a, a fucking 
death, but then we we finally um, have the 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 comeback and that fucking sweet punch where the the it goes flying and that's when Dory catches it actually. And yeah, then yeah. he stabs them in the fucking head, like the big comeuppance stabs, and just like pure chaos. Like if you thought it wasn't chaotic enough from there, it just like goes up from there. Yeah, she just starts fork stabbing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the bit uh, where he like gets the 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 uh, fork like in his mouth. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, that was nasty. Because it looked honestly. It probably was one of those things where it was probably the safest thing in the match, <laughs> but because the way they were selling it, he it looked like they were really wrenching on his on both sides of his jaw or his cheeks. Like, was it stabbed in the mouth or on the outside, just trying to you know widen the mouth area? I don't. Ugh, it was nasty. Yeah, I mean that's just a desired outcome, really. But yeah, that fucking <laughs> triumphant Disgusting. Terry comeback with his arm like all wrapped up and then just. Eventually, you know, the, the match just gets um, gets thrown out because the chaos just, like, Joe Higuchi's like, well, yeah, I he, gave he, you guys so many chances. They, he got stabbed eventually. Like, it was finally when he got stabbed by the fork. We were like, That's you know, lie. fuck this. I'm done. You stabbed me. I have had enough. <laughs> so great. So Abby and, and Sheik finally get, get disqualified. Funk's a triumphant and win. Crowd is fucking going wild. That were they what? were they throwing the mats in because they were excited or because they were so pissed off that Sheik was stabbing the fuck at everybody? I don't actually know. I I don't know whether it was happy throwing the mats in, like a riot perhaps almost happening. It almost know. looked like a riot, <laughs> as I mentioned, like the really good camera shots before, like. Sheik and Abby stayed in the ring for a while, actually, after the end. But then you see them literally fleeing together as it appeared a riot maybe breaking out down a corridor. It was a great shot. So great. And then did you watch much of the the celebration sort of ceremony thing afterwards? Oh, I watched all of it. Oh, awesome. Because that part (laughs) with Terry just, like, fucking, like, crying and, like, the crowd just, like, going nuts was, to me, like, so, so great to see. I love the part where they came out and gave the gigantic photos to Terry and Dory, <laughs> but they gave the wrong ones to the wrong guys, and Dory made sure to switch them. So, you know, Terry, this is the one with you. Give me mine. <laughs> I love that one of the photos, of all of the, you know, photos that could have been taken of all of the, you know, amazing moments throughout this tournament, one of them was yeah. a, of an Irish whip. <laughs> <laughs> true I, I didn't even think about that you're right 100 maybe it was the best irish shot i could whip. get yeah <laughs> Love you, it. you've never seen dory if you've seen dory funk irish whip a man bloody <laughs> <laughs> love a good irish whip oh it honestly it is such a linchpin to wrestling at this point like if you're like oh we're kind of stuck all right let's start moving around irish whip me into the fucking ropes dude yeah Oh man! And then one of the other favorite things that I saw, like during this like beautiful like celebration, crowd going wild, and you're just seeing like how much this these like Japanese fans just fucking love the the funks and Terry especially. And there's this like massive um, banner sign in the crowd. Did you see this? Mm. 
multiple people are like holding it. It's one of these big like un- unfolded uh, sail kind of like signs that like probably six people are, are holding that says, get this, mm. fiery the funks. <laughs> well, it's true. They are a fiery bunch. They are, they are fiery funks. <laughs> but I love that so much. Fiery the oh, funks. That's so great. Yeah, I, I loved everything about this. And watch. I'm glad you sent me the complete video because it kind of gave me an appreciation for how much they were celebrating tag team wrestling in general, mm. which I think kind of gets underplayed these days. And anytime it is featured, people fucking freak out and love it because tag team wrestling really is the fucking best. Oh, for uh, sure. I think it's my favorite kind of wrestling, to be honest. This was just like yeah, a, a celebration of, of that, and also just yeah, that that seventies era. I think as as a whole, and seventies old Japan is so rad. Like if uh, if anyone wants to go down a rabbit hole, so much great stuff during that era. Like you said, from like Baba still still being able to to do cool Kick stuff, ass. like yeah. a fiery young Jumbo Saruta like on his on his way up fucking funks on this like incredible run where they just like became some of the most beloved baby faces in the gaijin baby faces uh for for at that like in the history of japanese wrestling um and then obviously later on when uh when brody and stan hansen and everyone comes in fuck it's just an amazing um time in wrestling hell yeah man i i definitely i have to be 100 percent. i have it watch a ton of that and or even a lot of funks but every time i do i'm like man i really need to have a better attention span because this is good shit yeah i mean especially like now um like i'm I'm still uh caught up about um you know terry's passing obviously um to me just such a hero in wrestling um and and honestly like probably the best to ever do it like full stop I've always said Eddie Guerrero just because I'm such a huge fan, but Mm -hmm. I can't deny Terry Funk is tremendous because he's one of those ones where even Eddie, you knew he was like performing with Terry like that. You felt like that guy was in a real fight every time he was in there. Yeah, and like so much variety from that's like one of the coolest things of watching more of this like seventies Terry. It's like you see more of like the actual technical wrestling side because obviously the the Funks and his dad like you know amazing um, you know technical like submission kind of workers and especially like Terry during his like NWA champion reign you saw more of that but um yeah just so much variety like he can in from five seconds go from like you know spinning toe hold fucking uh you know classic wrestling to then just like absolute wildest of wild man you know mixing of like drama one of the best brawlers ever yeah, one of the best brawlers ever. Uh, yeah, comedy too, like slapsticky. Even swinging uh, in ECW, swinging the the ladder around, wrapped around his head, like amazing spot, but also silly as fuck, but tremendous. You know what I mean? Like simultaneously badass and a comedy spot. In it's completely rooted in comedy. A man with a ladder around his neck spinning in circles. It's yeah, fucking great. Uh, yeah. I actually you mentioned spinning toll hold. Back on the old show, we always talked about how much we loved 
the point where they had no translation from English to Japanese mm. for the moves, but spinning toe hold sticks out tremendously <laughs> through this entire <laughs> entire thing. I, I loved it. So great. There's just yes. so much to love. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like you mentioned that the comedy of, of Terry, one of the things mm-hmm. that I think is truly magical is the ability to simultaneously do weird, funny, slapstick comedy stuff, but then also be simultaneously, like, then straight back to being serious or, like, drama. Like, it's that whole thing of, like, you know, the wrestling, like, funny doesn't equal money, that kind of thing sometimes, where people you do too much comedy shtick and people just don't take you seriously. Terry walked that line better than, like, anyone I've ever seen. I think I once saw him throw a raw chicken at Dusty Rhodes. So yeah, that's 100% true. Because uh, he only a man who does that can scare the shit out of you. You know what I mean? And also, as you mentioned, uh, this particular match showed many facets of Terry, but also showed early inclinations that he's going to go into some crazy hardcore stuff. Because yeah, he got cut up like crazy. The stabbing to the arm, bananas. Only like a uh, small taste of what we would get, like with him and Sabu in the barbed wire match. Like, oh, just born to be man, wired. Born to be wired. The guy, the guy loved to bleed at a certain point. It's, it's gross. I can. O- I've only watched that <laughs> twice. It was once on my own, and then the one time to show somebody, like, look at this sick thing I watched. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting the. DVD of that from I think uh, Silvervision in the UK uh, released those uh, at some point so you could like buy them and I remember I bought a whole shit ton of um, ECW DVDs back in the, the day from them but yeah I remember watching this and just being like this is I, I did not understand that wrestling could be this and I simultaneously am disgusted but mm-hmm. I'm all fucking about it <laughs> at the end when they're clipping them apart oh my god if you guys haven't seen born to be wired you you may only watch it once or you may not want to watch it at all honestly well i'd say uh with this uh match of the the week series this match of the week i wouldn't be surprised Uh, if that may be a selection at some point in the future a little bit of a teaser a little bit of a teaser i'd say it's a pretty safe bet to to think we're we're probably gonna be you'll be safely assured there'll be more terry uh to come uh likely more abby as well uh we'll maybe have some some uh repeating characters as we go through uh, but yeah, you know what, if you guys, if you do watch that one, maybe have me back. And I'll yeah, watch absolutely. It for my third time ever. <laughs> absolutely, my dude. I mean, getting like to the illustration that I did of the the match. So as I said, like yeah. picking that kind of visual um, moment of of the match was quite tricky because like sometimes, and and I noticed this a lot when I was doing the the original um, Way of the Blade book. Um, the you know sick uh, Phil Schneider's uh, 100 favorite bloody wrestling matches and having Looking to try to on my pick... bookshelf right now. Oh, thank you, sir. Uh, mm-hmm. But having mm-hmm. to, to pick a moment for each of those matches can be quite difficult because you want it to sort of sum up the matches best you can. A lot of the time, when you're going from the video of these matches, um, like the, the particular moment that might have the most like significance or emotional significance, just visually in terms of the way it's caught on camera, sometimes doesn't equate, so it doesn't really work 
as a good reference in that sense. So you're like, oh, fuck, I wish the camera just got in a little bit closer for, for that moment or, you know, got a little bit of a different side angle of it or something like that. And you're, you're definitely recreating shots that you see in the match, not just making a visual that you've created inspired by the match. Is that correct? Or is it? Yeah. Like I try to bring a bit of like, uh, like as much authenticity to it as I can with this kind of thing. Cause I want to like try to capture the moment as much as I can. Um, so a, a big part of it for this one, for example, there are a lot of awesome visuals through the match, but in terms of the actual bit of them stabbing Terry's arm, there weren't actually like, a well-framed kind of a shot that I thought captured it that well. So what I actually Fair. used for the the reference of this, there was actually an awesome um, Japanese magazine photograph um, of of this match that just has this incredible picture. Uh, it's, it's the one that I went from was uh, Abby just like stabbing the shit out of Terry's arm captures like terry's like just screaming and like scrunched up like face just in in fucking all of the pain and chaos and agony at the moment um so i was like oh fuck this is it so i, I went with that one um then actually sort of like um creating the, the artwork so for the, the the base illustration i always kind of um like proudly hand generated kind of thing. I'm, I'm, I don't have anything against uh, people that sort of like start out in the computer that works like well for a lot of people. But for me, I need it to be like an actual sort of tactile drawing to start with. Uh, at least that's like my kind of like more stylistic approach, I guess. So sure. I, um, it's always like an actual sort of like pen on paper kind of drawing to start with. Um, and then I'll, you know, bring it into the computer and, and digitally color it from that point. But with this one, for whatever reason, I like, I really struggled with the, the color palette, like getting it quite right. Um, Your color palette choices bit, are always sometimes. choice, dude. Like the, either the salmon tones or like the, the nice aquamarines are always fucking tremendous. Ah, oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I um, I try to like that kind of pastel thing in general. Is I guess a bit of a, a, a trademark kind of thing that I dig. Um, and and kind of what I ended up going with with this one is this sort of what you mentioned with those salmon tones, the like bright pink kind of thing. Um, especially with the bloody stuff, I really love the idea of like choosing bright pretty colors to sort of like contrast with like the really gory Subvert subject the matter disgustingness yes 100 <laughs> percent. yes yeah. good choice good choice so that's what i kind of went with this but no thank you I was, I was pretty happy in the end but sometimes it's a bit more satisfying when it's like rather than it just working easily when it was like a bit of a hard road and you have some frustration through it but then you, you finish it and you're like oh it's actually actually quite quite stoked with uh, how that came out in the end i can appreciate that it's like ah, uh, i'm struggling a little bit now I, it makes me more satisfied when i finally feel like yes this this is what i was going for yeah 100 it's like the heat of a wrestling match you know you got the 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 heat moment you're you're selling and then it makes that like triumphant fiery comeback all the more um you know more satisfying i hot tagged over to my salmon color and it came through <laughs> <laughs> right no Actually, thanks man um so no problem, buddy. I, I, i've always loved your work and i never celebrated enough and you always 
as much as I say it, inspired me to actually draw again, and I never get around to doing it. But one day, I, I will fucking get my ass around to it. I've done a couple things hand-drawn. Uh, we did a bunch of us in a group that they call the Wrestling Art Collective, which now that I think about it, we definitely need to pull you in there. Uh, we did like these mad balls Ooh, yeah, that were all inspired about wrestling and did a little bit of hand drawing for that. So you're you're a constant inspiration, friend, and I've missed you. Oh, thank you so much. I've uh, I've missed you too, my my dude. Um, I that, that's honestly like the the best uh, feedback I can ever get when people are like oh it made me want to want to do more stuff of my own. Um, I honestly think that's like more so than people saying, oh, you know, really dig your stuff or whatever. That's always nice. But like when people are like, no, it motivated me to do stuff. That's that's honestly the as, as good as it gets. So thanks so much, Fucking man. That, honestly, that's how I feel about art. When I see art, I'm like, man, it makes I, I'm invigorated to produce. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And and I'm also that's my hope for like this podcast that we're like talking about this stuff and people get like in, invigorated to to want to do stuff of their own from from hearing us talking about it in this way. So that's kind of the whole idea like you know, we're kind of like talking about this this thing that we're passionate about and then mm. that that passion kind of like um, you know, riling other people as uh, up as well hopefully. Inspirado. Oh, how lovely. Yes. Well, this has been delightful, friend. Been too long, buddy. And yeah, honestly, I haven't done podcasts in a minute. So as soon as you want me back, just let me know. I'll make it worthy of my schedule. Just joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I think this will be good. I'm, I'm planning on doing, um, so for this Match of the Week series, uh, a new one every week lining up with the, the artwork that's that's been dropped for that Match of the Week. That's gonna be stressful, um, so bro. Shit, though. Both. So <laughs> I, I, I do so, not. I mean, that's you. that's the reason why I got like a rotating list of whoever I can, you, you know, raggle in to, to talk yeah, about yeah. it that week. Yeah, but um, I, I think it'll be a fun thing. So, dude, for sure, we could, we could make this a, a pretty regular occurrence if you want to yeah. um, jump on every every couple episodes or whatever. Fucking a. Awesome. Uh, well, in uh, closing this shit down, I'll, I'll throw to you first for, for any uh, plug skis. Where, where can people find uh, your stuff, sir? Uh, you can follow me back at James Vanderbeek. It's J-A-I-M-S Vanderbeek on Twitter, Instagram. Maybe I got that on the blue sky. I got that on the threads. You know, Twitter might fall down. Who knows where I'll be next? Uh, if you want to hit me up on Facebook, I'm Jeremy Tate. That's me, J-E-R-E-M-E-Y. Um, we also used to do this funny thing where we would plug things that had nothing to do with us. So I wanted to plug this band, Viagra Boys, <laughs> which I fucking love. They're these awesome guys. I think they're from Europe, and they're awesome, and it's punk rock. So if you like some punk rock, check out Viagra Boys. I'm definitely going to check that out. You sent me a uh, a thing. As soon as we wrap up this podcast, I'm going to check it out. Absolutely, dude. Let me know what you think. It's it's killer. The the lead singer has so much charisma. He's he's tremendous. <laughs> Rad. Well, 
Um, so if you want to keep up with the show, uh, you obviously uh, worked out how to download this one, so more will be coming from, from that feed. Uh, we'll have our first ever um, artist interview with the, uh, the the wrestling art curator side of things. Um, uh, very stoked to, to let you all know that we've got rad wrestling artist uh, Sam Evans um, on the show for, for the, the first actual interview. Uh, very, very fun chat uh, with uh, with him. Uh, so you're going to have that to look forward to. Uh, for all of the updates, generally speaking, for the uh, the, the wrestling art with, with Chris Things podcast, you can follow my Instagram um, at uh, Chris Things. Uh, you'll have all of the announcements uh, and all that kind of fun stuff on there so you know what comes out when. Um, you can also follow me on the Twitter. Uh, I will be in a, a deep in the ground before I refer to it as X. Um, Hell yeah, but man. Follow me at uh, Chris Things on, on there as well. Uh, I also have been posting a little bit of my art on there. I do just retweet a bunch of uh, cool shit as well. But, uh, yeah, check me out on there. And then the, the main spot, jump on christhings.com.au. Yes, I, I have a website now. Um, that's where you can see all of my uh, my art, uh, my prints, um We've got uh, some original artworks that we purchased on there as well, in addition to some shirts, uh, calendars, uh, and even I've just started doing mugs. I've got to order that calendar, by the way. Thanks, dude. Yeah, it's the... Uh, mugs! Mugs, yeah. We'll see how much stuff we uh, we do with the mugs, but I feel like it's um grotesque visual of Abby stabbing Terry in the arm on a coffee mug <laughs> would be pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> you need to sell your own French press that comes with that, because I know you're a coffee man. Ooh, Chris, a French press with a, bl- a bloody Abbey. <laughs> that, I think that captures my entire personality right there. That's, that's all I am. <laughs> I know you well, friend. I know you well. You do, you do. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for, for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Um, and uh, most of all, uh, thank you, my friend. I uh, really enjoyed having you on the show and really enjoyed getting caught up. Um, and, yeah, I really hope we can do this more often. Yeah, man, not, let's make it not so long next time, huh? And when, when you get Absolutely. over the States, now that I've got a house with me and Alicia, you got a place to crash. Oh, amazing. All right. We'll definitely yeah. be doing that. All right, man. Have a good night. Okay. Well, thanks so much, my dude. Uh, Thank you, everybody. Um, And I'll see you next week. Oh, shit. One last uh, group of people that I need to thank. I can't believe I almost forgot. But I want to thank the great guys at Social Suplex. I want to seriously thank you all for for giving me the opportunity to do this show. Uh, Give me the platform. Um, You all can check out socialsuplex.com that's a great hub of all the stuff we've got a bunch of other rat podcasts uh, like the New Japan podcast keeping it strong style uh, One Nation Radio, all things elite gaggle of, uh, of cool stuff over there and great dude so thanks so much guys um, but uh, thank you finally 
to you, the listener. I really appreciate you letting me in your ear holes for, for giving me your attention for this amount of time. It's just so nice. Uh, I really appreciate it. Um, and I had a lot of fun. I hope you had fun. And I feel like this podcast is just going to get better as we go forward. So if you want to check it out next week, make sure you do tune into that episode, uh, our first Wrestling Art Curator episode with Sam Evans. Um, I can't wait for that one, but uh, thanks again. We'll see you next week. Bye.